Hi there, and welcome to Conversations with Father Greg. And let me begin this first episode of a new year by wishing you every blessing and good thing for the year ahead. In today's episode, we have a homily for Sunday, January 7th, 2024, in which we celebrate the baptism of Jesus. We'll begin our time together today with a reading from the first chapter of Mark's Gospel. Mark writes, John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. A voice came from heaven, saying, you are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of Christ. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone, and again, Happy New Year. Last week, we had the privilege of welcoming the Reverend Richard Gardner from Schaumburg United Church as our guest homilist. As he began his time with us, he rightly commented on one of the challenges that preachers often encounter when speaking to certain events in Scripture or in the liturgical calendar. Feasts like Christmas and Easter are the two highlights of the liturgical year, and they are underpinned by other celebrations like Epiphany, which we celebrated last week, and the Baptism of Jesus, which we celebrate today. Stepping into these celebrations can be familiar and comforting. We meet familiar friends as we read the well-known stories. That says nothing of our time-honored traditions that revolve around these celebrations, things like food, music, and time with family and friends. But there is often a desire among preachers to bring some new and profound meaning to these feasts. If only we could dig deep into our homiletical tickle trunk and draw out an as-yet-undiscovered gem for all to marvel at. Surely there must be some piece of shiny new wisdom that has lain dormant for thousands of years. This is the desire that our friend described last week when talking about Epiphany, and it's just as true this week as we celebrate the baptism of Jesus. Goodness knows that I've encountered that feeling, and it was good to hear that someone else had experienced it too. Our Gospel reading for today is from the very beginning of Mark's Gospel. One of the things that makes Mark's Gospel unique is that there is no infancy narrative in Mark. Mark jumps straight into the heart of the matter, introducing us to a walking, talking, adult Jesus that he boldly claims to be the anointed Son of God right off the hop. Mark tells us about John the Baptist's work and describes him as a pretty wild-looking guy. John wears clothes made out of camel's hair and had a leather belt tied around his waist, and he eats locusts and wild honey. 
His looks and his behavior were intentionally unusual, and his preaching was both red-hot and quite disturbing. Elsewhere, Matthew's Gospel tells us that John went so far as to refer to a group of religious leaders as a brood of poisonous snakes. Despite his drastic appearance and radical speech, people were coming to John, admitting that they had done wrong, that they had ignored God, and they were being baptized as a symbol of cleansing and purification. This is when John's cousin Jesus enters the story. We see a pretty drastic change in John's tone. John describes Jesus as someone more powerful than himself and admits that he's not worthy to untie Jesus' sandals. Yet Mark goes on to describe John baptizing Jesus in the River Jordan. As Jesus comes up from the water, we're told that a dove descended on him and that a voice from heaven declared Jesus to be God's Son, in whom God was well pleased. Think about that for a moment. Imagine the banks of the River Jordan lined with people seeking to renew their commitment to God, having unburdened their consciences. The man two or three people ahead of them in line takes his turn. As the man comes up out of the river, wiping water from his face, a voice from heaven declares him to be someone in whom God is well pleased. Imagine what it would have been like for those who first witnessed this event. Have you ever wondered what those first witnesses told their families and friends when they went home? How would this divine declaration have impacted the lives of those who were there? How would it have impacted their families and their social circle? There is another element of this story that I don't want us to lose sight of. Mark tells us that as Jesus came up from the water, the Spirit of God descended upon Jesus like a dove. We would do well to compare the dove at Jesus' baptism to the creation account found in the opening chapter of the book of Genesis, in which God's Spirit is depicted as hovering above the as-yet formless void that would become earth. The author of John's Gospel helps us to bind these two things together when he writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. When we bring these aspects together, a picture begins to develop in which we see the fullness of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or as one friend likes to put it, God, Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier. So what are the implications for you and I today? Well, a few weeks ago I invited us each to consider the kind of people that we are, currently, but also to think about the kind of people that we want to become. Today's readings not only underscore those same questions, but also expands upon them. The story of Jesus' baptism not only invites us to consider who we are, but calls us to consider who God is, particularly in relationship to the person of Jesus Christ. Furthermore, whenever we encounter John the Baptist in Scripture, 
we are invited to consider our relationship with God. John the Baptist's call for repentance stands as a reminder that no matter how far we have wandered, and no matter where we find ourselves, it's never too late to come home. Let's pray. God of glory, immerse us in your grace, mark us with your image, and raise us to live our baptismal promises so that, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we may follow the example of Christ, your beloved, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen.